Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wisdom Collective. I'm Adam Crowell and I'm on this week with Sam Alvey. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I should have said smiling Sam Alvey because this is your, your, name, your nickname, right? Uh, it, it's been my nickname for, shoot, 15 years now. <laughs> this is awesome. So th for those of you who don't know, Sam Alvey is a, uh, a UFC fighter. You're many things, though. You're a father, you're a husband, you're lots more than that. So uh, we're going to try and unpack some of the lessons that you learn uh, over the years of being a UFC fighter, earning the nickname Smiling Sam, which is such a, an anomaly for your sport. Um, but yeah, you just have this, this gregariousness and this joy about you that's it's, it's infectious. It's so fun to watch you. So we're going to learn about oh. that, how you got the name, uh, and, and lessons you've learned along the way. So, All right, that sounds wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, awesome. Well, Sam, how in the world, uh, or I guess before we get into it, you said we can say, talk about anything. Uh, there was a fight this weekend. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, who did you have, man, on the, the, main, the main event, on the co-main event? Who did you have? Uh, and UFC 257. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Publicly, I was saying Connor was going to win. Um, but privately, I was hoping Poye was. And, and man, I, I, I also said I was not putting any money. I was not confident either way. Uh, and after, <laughs> after round one, I said, man, maybe I should have put some money in Connor. Connor was looking sharp. And, Dude, he was uh, looking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he went dull pretty quick. A couple calf kicks later, put him real flat on his feet, and, uh, and Poye just capitalized. Yeah, and a couple of those straights he had on for you in that first round, I mean, it, it didn't, like, wobble him too bad, but you could tell he was, like, a little shook by it. I was like, man, and this is the first round, you know, so it was like second round's going to be done for Connor and uh, get right. Like, yeah, those calf kicks and leg kicks really did him in. Yeah, you, if you can slow down a fighter, you can change the pace. I mean, you, you can change the outcome of the fight, and that, that is exactly what Poirier did. He, he just he slowed Connor down just enough to make him hittable, and then he hit him. Dude, and in the pocket, there's hardly anyone better than Dustin. He's he's unreal. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, okay. So then, what is about the fight before? Before we get into you, who'd you have on Chandler I, I and uh, Hooker? Yeah. Yeah, I, I picked Chandler to win. Um, I when in doubt, go with the wrestler. Uh, if you're yeah. still in doubt, go with the Dakistani. Um, <laughs> but, but Chandler, Chandler was a, ch a very accomplished wrestler. I would have loved to have seen Chandler fight Khabib just to see if somebody can stop Khabib's takedowns. Yeah. Um, the guy's yeah. built like a bowling ball, man. He's just, yeah, just built for taking people down, just so stout. Yeah. And against, man, Hooker was so much bigger than him. I knew Hooker's a bigger uh, 55er. But uh, he was just made Chandler look tiny. Just seeing him in the ring. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Chandler did not care. Um, sorry, my kid's climbing over a fence. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, and it, it was just it was, it was wonderful to, to see such new blood in the UFC come out and win so dominantly. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, hey, um, that's great. That's all good. But I want to talk about like lessons that you've learned. I oh, by the way, I did put money on Connor and I put money on Chandler. So I basically washed out. You know? uh, all right, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost it. I lost like five bucks when it was all said. <laughs> Whatever. But um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. How, how in the world does someone get into the UFC in the first place? Like, what was your path there? What's the short story of that? Uh, the short story is I stumbled my way into it. I, I didn't mean to be a fighter. I didn't watch fighting growing up. I, I didn't do any of that. I was never in Taekwondo. I was hardly a wrestler. Uh, never. I mean, I'm 0-1 in the street to this day. Uh, <laughs> so it was something uh, I, I just got into because someone said, hey, you want to fight in a cage? And I said, sure. 
and what went from there the rest of the history I, i've had such a good time uh, uh with it and eventually i learned about the ufc i think i was seven and one as a professional before i learned there was a ufc um somewhere around 12 and 2 or 13 and 2 my wife said you got to find a better camp or a bigger camp and so she yeah. moved me up to california and uh Couple years later, I, I made it to the UFC. I just went, you know, the the way you get into the UFC is you win fights and you finish fights, and I was pretty good at doing both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so that that's what it took, and that's what finally got me there. Just stumbled in, and I want to unpack too because it's so neat. Your wife, she's in your corner every fight, right? And yeah, uh, and uh, it's not. I don't mean this in a pejorative way. She's not just there. There's other fighters who do that. They bring their girlfriend or their wife in. They're kind of like a They're cheerleader. They're all copying dude. me. Dude, well, but, but yeah, exactly. And they are. But then also a lot of times it's just like, I don't know, like a cheerleader arm candy vibe. But like your wife's involved, man. She's telling you like watch for the uppercut or like watch for this or that. She's involved. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is from, from day one. She's taken it more serious than I had. At the beginning <laughs> when I, you know, my first amateur fight, I, it was a free ticket if I said she was my corner. I didn't yeah. have any money. So I said, okay, she's my corner. And I mean, she started, she learned how to wrap hands like as fast as she could. She, she just learned how to do it. Um, oh, and cool. I, to this day, I, I, she is my chief corner. She's, she helps match my, you know, match my opponent. She helps study the, the tape. She helps do it, does everything with me. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't have had the career I've had without her. I wouldn't have been in California without her. Well, let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. I mean, what's that been like for you guys' relationship to have like a, a passion, but like a career that's like overlapping like that and interest like that? Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It is so much fun. I get to spend every moment with her. Uh, I mean, when I go to work, she's there. She, she, she outranks me in jiu-jitsu. Uh, <laughs> when I'm at home, she's there. Uh, when we do anything, she, she's there. We're there uh, together and we just have a good time together. Um, and it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I do know a lot of fighters have problems with their spouses with fighting because fighting really is a, it is a demanding sport. It takes all of our time. It takes all of our energy. It takes, oh, my kids keep climbing over things. Stop it. It takes all <laughs> of my, uh, uh, I mean, it, it takes everything out of me and it takes everything out of a lot of fighters and yeah. a lot of wives can't put up with it or don't put up with it like my wife does she has been in my corner every second if, if ever i'm having a hard week or hard this or that she, she'll take the answer all right sam you sleep a little bit longer i've got i had all five of them um, <laughs> and we, we've just always been a really good team with that uh when i'm not fighting when i'm out of camp i i help pick up and uh do everything i can that i wasn't able to do as well during during my camp um, she, she's my manager as well, so she helps match all the fights. She helps organize all the plane tickets and my corners and this and that. And she's just um, uh, she, she's second to none. And I, I I don't know how how so many fighters' wives can, can I don't know how many how many fighters can perform like they do with wives that aren't as supportive as she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta matter. It's gotta matter for your career, and I'm sure it's a contributor to your. Uh, Obviously, you have this this uh, name, this nickname, Smiling Sam, but it's got to contribute to your happiness about what you're doing and even whether you have thoughts ever about when do I quit, when do I retire, like all those other things. You don't have all those pressures that like another fighter might have where it's like, me and my wife can do this as long as I feel healthy, you know, because you're having fun together. We, both of us, intend on me fighting until my body gives out. And right now, I mean, knock on wood, I'm, my body's holding up pretty well. 
Uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been hit all that much until recently, uh, <laughs> but even then in practice, since Dan Henderson's retired in practice, I don't get hit as much anymore. Yeah. Um, so, so the brain's holding up, the body's holding up, the mind still loves every second of it. Um, yeah. I'm 34 years old. I've been in the UFC for getting close to seven years. I've got 70 fights under my belt and I hope to have another 70. Yeah. You fight, you fight a lot, man. And it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. You fight a lot. Cause you, how many times have you fought during COVID you've, you've been out to fight Island. You've been doing, yeah, I've been out. To, I fought twice. I, this last year was a little slower, but I keep getting, I keep getting jerked around by, uh, by sure. uh, judges. Uh, so I, dude, it's been a little slower. Especially the last one, dude. Man. Oh my goodness. I uh. can't, I mean, I, I don't know what else I have to do. Um, <laughs> uh yeah and it, it's we've we've done every other year i'm as busy as i can as i could possibly be uh now that covid's coming to an end maybe hopefully whatever it is uh, i i plan to get back in the cage you know if i can do four or five times a year that's what i want to do it's awesome yeah and and we talked about your family you know you have your wife you have your five kiddos but it's kind of a family affair which probably contributes to your ability to to fight as frequently or to be as dedicated as you are but what kind of lessons have you learned from uh, UFC that translate over to your family or just to your life? Like, what kind of lessons have you been learning along the way? Uh, man, I, I, I know you're, you, you gotta be able to, to enjoy all the little things because most of life is just a bunch of little things. Mm. So anytime I, every time I get hurt, I find a way to enjoy it because I know my pain, I'll be able to help coach later. And it kind of goes the same thing with the kids. The more kids I have, I can help my, my future athletes. I can help my kids when they're future athletes overcome, uh, uh, injuries or problems or you know losses or wins I, I can help with all of that the more I do um, I'm one of the most experienced fighters in the world right now and I'm going to be able to take all of that into my eventual job of coaching yeah yeah which is such a good perspective do you feel like the dedication like the the requirement of how dedicated you have to be to training and, and even particular training like jujitsu or different things you're talking about do you feel like that um, contributes to like you being able to just be a, a well-ordered human in the rest of life? I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I've always been a guy, and my wife will attest to it, is if I get on something, I'm on it. There's no getting me off of it. Uh, hence how I've gotten to the UFC. I started MMA without, without <laughs> knowing about it. Now, now I'm arguably one of the best in the world at it. Uh, and that, that's always been me. Yeah, it's, I played trumpet before I, uh, before I ever fought. I played trumpet for 20 years because that is what I got my mindset on. I just got my brown belt in jujitsu, and I, I'm just hooked on that. Um, I, I think that the amount of dedication I, I've been able to show in, in and out of the cage will definitely help me raise my kids and, and get them into to whatever they want to be into. Awesome. Yeah, so cool. And, and so, I mean, that, those are some places. Did, did you have things you already – whether it was habits or characteristics or just personality stuff even that helped you as you went into something like the USC, something that you have to be so intensely focused on? Uh, you, you know what helped a bunch is I didn't know any better. I, I didn't know yeah. getting punched hurts. I didn't know you could only get punched once and then have a fight end. I didn't know I could hit hard. I didn't know any better. I just thought it was, I mean, honest to God, I, I thought, you know, movie fights were real fights. I knew they were <laughs> Well, shoot, if Rocky can hit, get hit, you know, a thousand times, why, why can't I? Um, and so at the beginning, when I was just training myself, it was under the influence of, I just got to hit him a lot. And, uh, it, it, you know, and that, that'll win the fight. So really just not knowing any better uh, helped me a ton uh, along my career. 
Yeah, that uh, it, I mean, it's it's more than this, but it's kind of the ignorance is bliss thing. It's like, you know, and it, that gives you like a, a room to grow your imagination or your creativity about what this sport could be or what your style could be and all of that. You don't have a, a one dimensional take, you know. So oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, I didn't know any better. And I definitely the, the, the people I coach now uh, have definitely benefited from from my lack of experience at the beginning because uh, I've developed a lot of I've developed a lot of bad habits that turned out to be great habits and I, I can help them <laughs> develop their habits into a successful habit even if it might not be uh, you know storybook or uh, in a you know correct or like the, the technical version are there other are things are there like um, particular examples that are easy to explain as far as like style or go-to moves that you have and things that were or maybe were considered unorthodox but are just a part of your repertoire uh, my takedown defense is, is phenomenal. Uh, I think I'm the fifth highest in UFC history. I, and the reason for that is I didn't know jujitsu. I, I didn't know it until years later. Um, and I was just figured, okay, don't get taken down and you don't have to worry about jujitsu. <laughs> it's a good and plan. So that was, yeah. I mean, for, for the first years of my career, that was don't get taken down. You don't have to worry about it. And that's not correct. It's not, I mean, it's not the way it should be. I should, my jujitsu should be as good as anyone else's, but it wasn't. And I learned, okay, that's the way around it. And so if some of my fighters don't hit as hard as I do. So, okay, we can adapt. We can, we can play with that. We can make sure you don't have to rely high in power. Uh, some of my fighters are way faster than I am. Um, and so we can adapt that and make that part of their game plan. Uh, so you take, take, Every fighter is different. The way I fight is not the, the best way for people to fight. Yeah, yeah, right. I will stop it. I will go away. I don't care. Go away. <laughs> awesome. As we said, you're the, the father of five kiddos right now. And so cool. You just uh, officially adopted your youngest, which is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. How's that, how's that been for your family? What are you guys up to? Are you adjusting? She, she's the one over there right now. Uh, yeah, it was, we, we have had her since three days old. We, we've been fostering her for about the last 22 months. And as of last Friday, she's an official legal Alvy. Uh, she's always been an Alvy, but now with the law, you know, the, the courts uh, recognize it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I always joke with everybody. Oh, she's legally mine. I can spank her again. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, she, it just, it's, it's just been so nice, so happy that, that they've been able to uh, – just got to be a relief because like yeah you do fostering for any well, 20 plus months and like you, you kind of want this and you think you have in mind that this would be best but to, mm -hmm. to finally have it be official it's got to be a relief yeah, yeah oh, absolutely it's she's she's legally mine now that nobody could take her from me but yeah so i, I think it's awesome you're, you're bringing a lot of lessons that you're learning from usc into your family and you that's in large part easier to do because your wife's so involved and everything it's so mm -hmm. such a cool story so um but i'd love to hear about some of the challenges and stuff what's some of the hardest lessons you've had to learn um the hard way or that you just didn't know about or whatever it was getting into this uh you know keep my hands up that you know like i said at the beginning i thought man i'd just get hit as much as i want and just keep taking as long as you got the heart now keeping my hands up is definitely uh definitely a big lesson learned uh, yeah yeah, but uh, uh, little things. It's you really have to enjoy all the little things. You know, the constant drilling, 
uh, and at least in MMA, the constant drilling is, is something you have to learn to love because you're going to be doing it the rest of your career. And you got to um, have like the muscle memory for it, right? You got to be, yeah. you can't think about it. It's just got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a wrestler, but I practice wrestling. I mean, hours a day, just every day I practice single leg, grab the leg, take the back, blah, 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 and just over and over and over and over again. Um, and with, with the, the kids, it's kind, kind of the same way. You have to be willing and able to love every annoying thing they do because <laughs> eventually they're not going to do it. Uh, eventually, I mean, you can hear him wailing in the background. Eventually, he's not going to wail. Eventually, there's going to be silence. They're not going to be here anymore. And I'm going to miss, oh, I, I wish somebody would cry right now. Uh, <laughs> and event, eventually, it's going to be the case. And yeah. uh, as my kids get older, I kind of – so my oldest is seven, and I've got two one-year-olds. Um, and I miss some of the annoying habits my, my seven-year-old used to do, and it doesn't anymore. Uh, so it really is just trying to take, take joy in all the little things that, that kind of bother you at times. Yeah, what a great perspective. And as far as you can give your opinion, but also, you know, try and speak for your wife. What, what would your wife say is your, like, greatest strength and weakness, like, in the octagon, but also at home and all the rest? Uh Great. I got a real good right hook. Uh, I guess that doesn't matter so much at home. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, just that I'm a guy that's never going to tap. And I mean, I'm just not going to tap at home, in the cage, anywhere. I'm going to keep pushing forward every second to every round, every second, to every day. I'm going to keep trying to get better and improve either myself or my team or my family uh, in the cage or out of the cage. That's just the kind of guy I've always been. And, it's kind of, you know, kind of the, the reason I'm willing to, to foster is that, I mean, it was 22 months where I didn't know if I was going to keep my little girl and that, uh, but I was willing to fight every battle and do everything that was needed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And to eventually like, you know, fight for this, she could officially be an Alvi, like you said, in the eyes of the law. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you sharing a lot of your wisdom. Let's, let's end with this question though. Let's, um, okay. You got this nickname, smiling Alvi. You said you've had it forever. Is there a little bit more story to that? And then, um, is it hard to smile sometimes in the octagon? Or are you really just that happy? Uh, well, I'm really just that happy. I mean, it, there's, I, I, I've been blessed to get paid to do something I would have and have done for free. Yeah. Uh, I, I, pe people pay to watch me do something I would, you know, do for them for free. And I, I just, I couldn't imagine someone being unhappy, being able to do what they love so much. Uh, and as far as a cute story, not really. Uh, my name is Sam and I smile a lot. So. <laughs> Those kind of made sense. Uh, I think it was my dad that said it first, but none of us really remember. I know my dad says, oh, it was definitely me, and he'll tell a big story, but I don't think this story is completely true. But I do think he, he mentioned Smiling Sam first. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Sam, I, I really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom. Um, I appreciate you um, taking the care and concern with your family. Well, Sam, yeah. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us and everything. I appreciate you sharing about wisdom, obviously, you learn in the octagon, but things that you bring home and vice versa, things you bring from home into the octagon. It's so cool. And uh, I appreciate watching you, but I appreciate hearing from you. Um, it's cool to see you be a father um, in interviews and in different things, but it's cool to see you be a father um, in this interview. You know, you got kiddos in the background and all the rest. That's so cool. Um, oh, but thank you. But actually, here, here uh, Allie, here. So this is my little little girl. She's never girl? been allowed to be in a video before. Oh, welcome to your welcome to your See big it? premiere. Yep, all my other kids have been in videos, but we've had to be real careful and not letting her uh, face be seen because it was her story, not ours to tell. But uh, yeah, you're the first uh, one to have, little have a 
uh, Alessandra Simone Alvi. What an a, honor. In a how podcast. Sweet. How sweet. What an honor. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for your time, man. And uh, oh. keep doing what you're doing. You should, you know what? You should fight 40 more fights. That would be good. Hey, that, that's my plan. As long as they're paying me, I'm going to keep doing it. Awesome. Well, hey, I'll keep watching. And uh, I appreciate your time. This has been really sweet. And people are going to appreciate hearing about you and from you. So thank you. Well, th thank you very much for having me on, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, Sam. Bye. Bye.